Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Ladies, I trust and pray that you have had a fantastic weekend and that this week, this week, you are indeed ready to make some things happen in your life and in your business. Now, I want to remind you that it is so vitally important for you to go ahead and review your calendar every Sunday evening and ensure that the activities listed, I'm talking about what you have printed in those time slots, that it is supporting the goals that you have set for yourself for that week. This is very important. Listen up, because a lot of people are really missing the boat on this, and I want to really get up close and personal and serious about this one simple action that you can take that can make all the difference, right? The key is, is that As you create your business goals, and you know that your goals are supporting a larger master goal or vision, right? As you create those goals, oftentimes it can become a challenge to get those goals accomplished because of not what's lacking. It could be of how you're actually processing the goals. And this is important because We don't always process our goals the same way, but here's the thing. It doesn't make sense to set a goal if you're not going to process the goal all the way through. Many of you who have listened to the show know I have kind of a hierarchy system, uh, a step-by-step system of how goals should be accomplished, right? First, you have a vision or a master goal, right? Then you break that down um, to create goals, sub-goals, right, to support it. And then the task or to-do items are then listed for each of the goals so that the task becomes the supporter uh, and also becomes the spark or the implementer for getting things done, thereby accomplishing your goals. But the task cannot get done if they are not entered into your calendar. Even if you delegate the task to someone else, you still have to put in time to follow up with individuals who are performing the task for you. So this is very key because what I find all too often as I look at the calendars of my clients, look at the calendars of others who are willing to share them with me during power talks, is that this one simple measurement. This one simple thing is not being done. And ladies, you're missing the boat on this. You're you're really missing the blessing in doing this. And so again, I want to encourage you that every Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon that you are getting a, a grip. You're getting a hold on your week so that you can start it out in a positive manner and ensuring that the activities listed on the calendar are actually activities that are supporting the goals that you want to accomplish by the end of the week. If not, 
you know the you know what happens right out of sight out of mind and you know you'll forget all about it and thereby a lot of the goals that you had set for yourself are just not getting done and this is happening all too often as a matter of fact i want to delve into um, multitasking, because I've mentioned it frequently, and I totally agree with most experts that multitasking is causing some real issues. But I want to go back and I want to define multitasking. Exactly what is multitasking? Uh, why is it that most psychologists and experts and other individuals who are into productivity and getting things done, why is it that most are recommending that you cut that out? So first, let's kind of identify what is multitasking, right? Because doing more than one thing in the day is not multitasking, okay? What multitasking is, is that, say, for example, you're listening to this radio show but you're also typing emails, and in addition to typing emails, you're also uh, reading a, a book, and then you are also on Facebook scrolling and streaming Facebook and looking at that as well, all at the same time. That's multitasking, okay? And, and, it, and it really is doing, doing a set of tasks together at the same time. And so the question then becomes, can any one of these tasks really enhance your life? Can any one of these tasks really get completed or done? Now, I just gave you an example of, you know, just kind of like a lifestyle kind of multitasking, but let's, let's go ahead and give an example of um, a business task, okay? So let's just say you have multiple things you got to get done that day, but what you are doing is you're trying to write an article and then you're going back and forth and you're scrolling Facebook, checking on your messages, and then you're going back on your emails and then you're coming back and trying to write the article again. And then um, you are trying to create an outline for an idea that you have. So what's happening here is that you've, you are beginning to try to join all of these different ideas and tasks and implementations, and as a result, you won't get done with one of them. The article probably would never get written. It would just be bits and pieces of the article. And of course, as you're looking at your email and checking for all of those different things, your mind is trying to handle so much that it, it's just picking up bits and pieces. And so you may not even be paying, into, to, paying attention to some of the important things that need to get done. So it's now believed that multitasking can not only cause a lot of things to fall through the crack, it's believed that it can cause you to have headaches, cause stress, cause you to forget, um, forget a lot of important things. It causes you not to be able to retain memory. And so you have to be very, very careful and not multitask. So again, I am trying to, for you, distinguish the difference between multitasking and just having multiple tasks that you've got to get done. So one of the things that you've got to do in, in order for you to start seeing um, things get done and completed, every thing that you need to do needs to have a space on your calendar. But before you put it in your calendar, you have to determine whether or not you're going to actually 
give that task up and delegate it to someone or whether or not you are actually going to do it yourself. If you're going to do it yourself, then you have to create an outline and a process for how it's going to get done. Or if you're going to delegate it to someone, you have to create an outline and a process of how you want it done. Either way, an outline or a process has to be done. Once you make those decisions, whether you're going to do it or whether someone else is going to do it, if you're going to do it, then you've got to, number one, plot the deadline that the task is due and back up to where you are now and start putting in those actions that need to be implemented that you're going to be taking care of. And you really, until until you get used to how long it takes you to do something, because often we don't pay attention to that. You need to double pad your time. So if you say it's going to take you an hour to write an article, you might as well put two hours there. If you say it's going to take you an hour to create your social media content calendar, then you may want to put two hours to create your social media content calendar. So again, um, it's key for you in your calendar, in your planner, to always make sure you um, look at the activities and that they are supporting the goals. Now, what about the goals? Well, before you can make sure that any of the activities are supporting the goals, you really do have to be clear on what the goals are for the week, right? Now, if you have developed a strategic plan and you're saying this is my blueprint for the year, then you would have broken it down by quarter, then by month, and then the months are broken down by week. So you kind of know what projects you're working on, what to-do items are stemming from those projects, and then you're taking those months and breaking it down to weeks and then days, determining which projects are going to, which project tasks are going to be implemented by you and which are going to be delegated and so forth. So again, everything has a hierarchy system, and it's important for you to have structure. So with multitasking, um, you're just, for example, you make a mistake when you just write down in a time slot admin and you don't have any direction on what needs to get done because what will happen is that that will cause you to spin out and it will cause you to start uh, multitasking in an unproductive manner and touching everything, right? So let's talk about some ways to reduce multitasking and get more productive. So I've already shared with you that every Sunday evening you should be listing your items in your your to-do items in your um, calendar, and you should be making sure that they all support a goal, right? Some other things you can do to really minimize multitasking and make sure that you're being more productive with your days is that you need to, first of all, clear your desk. Whatever you, wherever your workspace is, go ahead and clear your desk because that in and of itself can be a problem. If you've got papers stacked up, if you've got books stacked up, you've got different things stacked around you in your workspace, then that's a problem because it's going to distract you and you're going to start playing with it. So you need to clear your desk and not have anything in, in your direct vision, except for maybe your computer monitor, your keyboard, and a blank desk for you to work from, right? So that's number one. The second thing that you need to do is that put a timer on yourself when you are working from your calendar. If you say, for example, that you're writing an article or that you're writing an outline for an ebook, then you need to 
break it down in the time slots on your calendar, and then you, you need to put a timer on yourself. For example, I'm writing a, a new book, and I gave myself four hours of writing time. And so what I did was just basically set my timer to stop every 45 minutes so that I could take a break. And then put it away when the four hours are up and, and go ahead and schedule the next four hours that I would be working on the book. That way I am able to get more done, right? And in your mind, it lets you know that you have a lot at the time, so it calms you down from feeling like you've got so many other things you need to do and that you don't have time to be spending so much time with what you have at hand. So that's very, very key. Some other things that you can do to kind of reduce and minimize multitasking, right, is you just got to learn to say no, ladies. And, and we do have a problem with this. We have a tendency to put everybody else's needs in front of our own needs. And as a result, we are we know that we have other things that we need to get done, and yet we tend to continue to multitask. And this in and of itself causes huge problems. So what I would advise you to do is that uh, you've got to stand in front of a mirror and you've just got to say it, start saying no. How about this? This is what I used to do. Oh, girl, I'm so sorry. No, I'm not going to be able to do that today. Uh, let me check my schedule and I can get back with you and let you know if and when I can, okay? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I won't be available to participate in that. I have um, something in my calendar that I have to take care of. No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Um, that does not work for me. It conflicts with what I'm doing already, but it does sound wonderful. You know, hopefully you will be able to find some others. And if I think of anybody to participate with you on this collaboration, I'm definitely going to let you know. But I honor you and thank you so much for thinking about me. I mean, I mean, you have to really learn ways to actually say no, right? You have to learn ways to say no, because if you don't, you're always going to be forever be feeling like you're pressured or pushed into saying yes. And no is a good word. You guys know I'm always telling you what my grandmother said. She said, you can't say yes to every good thing. Look, there are going to be some good ideas, some good opportunities that might come your way, and you might be, shoot, I can't pass this up. But what you really have to do is take a deep breath and determine whether or not those opportunities, whether or not those collaborations, whatever it is that you want to say yes to, you're feeling like you want to say yes to, you've got to make a decision as to whether it actually fits into the scheme of your own goals and what you're trying to do for yourself or else you're going to be all over the place. And that's honestly what I see going on with a lot of business women and hey, myself included. And I've actually been able to, within this last six months, I've been able to wheel myself back and say no to a whole lot of things. Why? Because I'm being mindful. And I'll talk about that in a little bit as we continue to talk about this month's theme you know, worthy, embracing the power within. I'm going to talk about, you know, hey, once you know who you are, once you know that you're the queen of your own empire and, and what you need to do, you will be able to say no a whole lot easier than before, okay? So multitasking is one of those things that 
He's got to be paying attention to it because if you're shuffling a lot of paper, if you've got a whole bunch of stuff stacked up all around you, it's just not helping you. It's not helping you at all. And the one thing that you will know, and maybe many of you may have experienced this before, if you have a task you've got to get done, you've been procrastinating on all this time, and then you're down to the wire and it's pushing you, you know, you're 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 feeling compelled, you've got to get it done, and then all of a sudden you start working with the task, and before long, the task is done, and it only took you like 45 minutes, an hour to get the task done, and you're saying to yourself, huh, look at that. I was able to get that done, and all that time I've been procrastinating and pushing around things or just couldn't get the task done. Well, it's because your mind pushes and forces you because you have now set a timeline in your mind that, hey, I'm down to the wire and I've got to get this done. Your mind stops you from multitasking and makes you focus just on that very thing. And as a result, you get it done. And it's the same concept. So this is why you've got to work on some habits. Many, many of you who are listening may have to work on some habits and stop waiting to the wire to get things done because you're waiting for that high. You're waiting for that buzz. You're waiting for that mental click for it to be okay to just focus on that one thing. And you have got to start being proactive in developing a habit of structure, a habit of getting yourself, right, to do one thing at a time. So I gave you some tips. Another tip might be to set a timer, buy yourself an egg timer and set a timer um, to do different things, right? A timer for five minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes. And give yourself those things, and that will help you to focus and push forward to doing just what it is that you need to get done. But multitasking, again, is one of those things that's causing um, us not to be able to retain our memory, and it's causing us to forget things, and it's causing us not to stay focused, and that's just not how um, it should be done. Now, that's not the same thing as having multiple things to do throughout the day. Multitasking is doing multiple things at the same time, okay? And that's what's not good. It's like someone driving, right? It's like someone driving, and they're driving and trying to eat a sandwich and also trying to read uh, an email on their phone at the same time. Can you imagine that? I want you to imagine someone says, oh, I'll take your daughter to soccer practice. She can ride along with me. And then that person gets in the car and they start reading, eating a sandwich, and looking at their phone at the same time. If you knew that they were doing that, can you imagine the panic going through your head? Like, oh, my gosh, I didn't, if I would have known this person was going to be doing this kind of thing, I would have never put my child in the car. Well, that's the same thing you have to think, the same way you have to think for your business. You know, um, my business cannot afford for me to put it in an environment of doing so many things within uh, the same hour or the same time. I'm not giving any one thing attention to the point to where nothing is getting done. It's still the same stack, the same thing every single day, and I'm not getting anything done. And I know this all to be true. You know, I like to keep it real. I like to be transparent. So I have been working on a couple of eBooks, and I swear to you guys, these eBook ideas have everything to do with 
you know, women about biz, my business, and getting some things out there. And I really wanted to write them from scratch and put my put my stamp on it. And for whatever reason, I will always pull those books up and try to work on those books while doing something else, whether while being in a master class or while doing something else. I was always trying to pull those books the book copy up and trying to work on it right then and there. And I wasn't getting anything done. I wasn't getting anything done. So I think it was like a couple of weekends ago, I thought about it and I said, you know, I woke up in the morning feeling refreshed and I said, you know what, I'm going to turn off my phone. Uh, I'm going to get me some water, you know, and I am going to, you know, put on some comforting music to my mind. I'm going to knock this ebook out because I, I, I'm looking at this outline and, and everything that's in the outline, I, I know. So I was able, believe it or not, I was able to in three hours to knock out a hundred, was it almost a hundred pages? I think it was almost close to a hundred page ebook. I was able to knock it out and then and then read it and reduce it to, I think it was only like 75 pages. So I was able to do that in a short period of time because I focused all of the time without interruption on that. And I took breaks in between so that I wouldn't be tired and my mind wouldn't wouldn't rumble and it wouldn't scatter. So I'm sharing this with all of you because we all have to be cognizant and mindful just how we are structuring our time, just how we are um, structuring the to-do items that we actually have. And oftentimes, we are not getting things done because we're multitasking and pushing everything all together. Now, this has to do with, back with what I was originally saying, is that You've got to start looking at the goals that you want to accomplish each week, and then you've got to make sure that all the activities that you have scheduled are relating to that goal. Then you'll know whether or not you can schedule appointments or meetings and all of the other things that go into business. Then you'll know what time you have available, right? Oftentimes, we have a tendency that if it's a real person, we put it in our calendar, but if it's a to-do item or anything like that, we're not actually putting the actual to-do item in our calendar, thereby that is what's causing the problem. So I just wanted to share that and um, and just speak from the heart on this very, very important thing, because if you stay focused and structured and work on one thing at a time, you're going to be very surprised at how much work you can actually get done. It is 12.22 after the hour. You are listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. I'm Trina Newby, your business success coach and host, and I want to welcome all of you who are listening to the show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know that we have some of our I Am Worthy Challenge participants on the show today as well. I'm sure that we do. We have a pad board today. Over 150 people are on the call. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Um, For those of you who are not as familiar with who we are and what we do, this is Successful Woman Radio. Um, Successful Woman Radio is literally 
all about you, the businesswoman. We are here to provide you with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. So ladies, we have been live on the air now for 12 years every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern. So mark your calendar again for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, and get yourself empowered with information that you will most of the time be able to put to use right away in your life and your business. Ladies, it's not too late for you to flash over on another line or to jump on a social media platform and say, hey, listen to Successful Woman Radio. Uh, We are talking about reclaiming your worth today, right? And so, again, um, you can flash over on another line and or text someone. If you have a pen in hand, here's the show dial-in. It is 347-637-2589. Again, 347-637-2589. I want to thank all of you who are participating um, in our challenge today, I Am Worthy Challenge. I am so appreciative of uh, and thankful to God for blessing me with so many participants. And so uh, this challenge, I am worthy, it's not about you lacking worth. It's about you understanding how important it is for you to recognize your worth and to replenish your worth every single day. I can't tell you how important that really is. And so many times, you know, so many things pass us by. Um, And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but so many things pass us by. So much drains our energy every day. And we have to be guardful of that. We have to watch and protect ourselves. And so being worthy is about recognizing your own self-value, your own self-worth. So in just a little bit, I'm going to be talking about reclaiming your worth. What does that actually mean, reclaiming? Does it mean that you lost something and you've got to go back and get it? Hmm, well, maybe so. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show today. And then also, I have an excerpt from um, our book club, Book of the Month, The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. And so for those of you who have your books handy, we're going to be reading from page 57, again, Sparking Your Motivation. We're going to be talking about that. What? Why is motivation so so important, and what do you need to know about that motivation, right? And so that's very, very important. And then, of course, right now we're going to head right on over to the five new questions of leadership. And for those of you with a pen in hand, make sure you write these down. I will be repeating them every single Monday, and you can ask them of yourself as often as you need to to hone in on your leadership skills and to be a reminder to strengthen you in the area of business management, right? So here's number one. What's your functionality today? So there are two functionalities in particular that I'm talking about. What's your functionality today? Are you a procrastinator or are you an action taker? What did you wake up being today, a procrastinator or an action taker? What functionality do you want to be today, right? Okay, here's number two. Are you on target with your sales and profit goals this week or this month, right? 
this is very, very key because so oftentimes as business women, we don't have our eyes on the money, honey. I know you guys know what I'm talking about, right? But listen, money is the fruit of your labor. It is an intangible object. It is something that is not living or breathing, but it is something that we actually create. So the money doesn't make you, you make it. And we have to stop giving so much power and control to something that is not that is not even living or breathing, right? That doesn't make sense. So we have to understand that the formula for making money is the right knowledge plus the right action shared with the right people for the price that you are feel that you it is worth is always going to give you money. End of the end of the story. End of the story, right? And so it's very, very important for you to pay attention to your sales goals and your profit goals for the month or for the week. Here's number three. What offers do you need to create to reach your sales goals, your profit goals? What offers do you need to have? And listen, you can't just come up with something by the seat of your skirt right? You can't come up with something on the fly all the time. You want to stop putting yourself in that mode. You've got to be proactive and you've got to say, hey, here are my services and my products that I'm going to be focusing on. And this is how I'm going to be presenting them. And then next and number four, is your marketing strategy in place in order for you to reach your target market, right? There are four areas that I really want you to start focusing on when it comes to a marketing strategy. Social media, right? Social media is really changing and you've really got to pay close attention, ladies, because everything is changing. I talk about Facebook a lot, but that's because Facebook is leader of the pack and oftentimes whatever they do, the others are soon to. Um, So you've got to be paying attention because whereas you used to could do a lot of organic marketing, that means you could post things in your personal pages, on your business pages, and all the people that are following you or liking you as friends would see it. That's not true anymore. Like, for example, Facebook only allows on your personal page, maybe um, maybe 10% of the people that, that are your friends actually see your post in your Facebook feed. It just depends. And then um, in your Facebook fan page, only 1% to 3% of the people that follow you on your fan page or have liked your fan page um, are actually able to see what you've posted in their news feed. Now, why is that? Oh, it's plain and simple. It's all about the money. Facebook wants you to advertise with them. But see, you can't go and just fly off and start advertising. You've got to learn about it. You've got to know how to how to find your segmented audience. You've got to know how to set uh, the parameters for the people that you want to see your ad. And so this requires you to do some courses or um, or to learn or to work with a consultant who can help you to quickly start seeing some results with um, social media advertising. So social media is key. It's going to be even more of a key. It's not going away. So we have to become savvy and knowledgeable with it. And then, of course, I talked about advertisement. That's the second area of marketing strategy. And then email sequences, right? The one thing that I'm learning is that a lot of people aren't catching on with what is the email sequence. Why do I need an email sequence? Well, the email sequence is the same thing as a funnel, 
okay? Um, the only difference between the email sequences is the, and the funnel is that it really an email sequence is a part of a funnel, and the funnel is a compilation of different methods like text, email, call, leaving a voicemail. Um, it, it can be multiple types of communication that are going to happen in a sequence from the beginning that the person either signs up on an opt-in form um, to the end of the desired result or until a, a, a end of a time frame that you so choose, right? But email sequences are important because, first of all, email sequences, people do look at their emails, but you've got to, number one, make sure that people are seeing your email. So every single person that opts in to your email um, you really want to ask them if they have a text or a phone number and because you really want to reach out to them. And the first thing you want to do is ask them to please add your email address to their address book. This way, the emails coming to them will land if they have Gmail in their primary folder, if they have YouTube or if they have an email utilizing their domain, it will then land in the primary folder or the inbox as well, and it won't go to junk or spam. So that's very, very important. Now, also with email sequences, you do have to be careful about what the subject line is as well, because if you put anything financial, if you put in the word free, if you put anything like that in there, oftentimes it will get blocked and go to promotions if it's a Gmail account that it's being emailed to. So again, these are things that you've got to bring yourself up to par on and learn a lot more about funnels, and email sequences, okay? Um, and then videos. Well, ladies, we've been talking about videos for a long time in the world of social media. Facebook has set the precedence that they are giving more play on videos on Facebook, and so everybody else follows suit, right? And so at the end of the day, if you want more stuff seen, then you're going to have to say it in words on a video. Yeah, you may have to do like a, you know, three to five minute video. If you have an event coming up, you may have to do a video on your event. And then down in the comment sections at, um, under the video, just put the link to the event. It may get a lot more play than just putting up an event flyer and hoping someone will see it or click on it. Because remember, on your fan page, only 1% to 3% are going to see it in their newsfeed. And on your personal page, well, Facebook has already said it might just be you, you, and you seeing your promotion flyer because they've asked us not to do promotional items on the fan, the personal page, right? Not the fan page, but the personal page. So if you see a promotional item in your newsfeed, you may be the only one seeing it because, of course, they, want, they don't want to violate your right by being able to post different things um, that you want to uh, within reason on your personal page. But what about others? Well, they may not let others see it. Some people might see it, some people may, and it's still going to be under that five percentile of your friends that are seeing it. So again, pay close attention. However, videos are different. You can go in your personal page and do a three to five minute video and then drop a link in the comment below the video after you, after you publish it, and um, they're going to let more people see it. Same thing goes for your personal page. So, again, uh, number four in the five new questions of leadership was, is your marketing strategy in place? And you've got to think about social media, advertisement, email sequences, and videos. And last but not least, number five, on a scale of one to ten, 
What's your belief level? Oh, I guess you guys say, Trina, you're going to get heart back on this belief thing again. Girl, yes, I am, because it is everything to your power. Oh, for sure, right? Remember, your belief level is tied directly to your actions. If you're taking action, you should see goals being accomplished to do items marked complete on your checklist, right? And so, you know, nobody has to tell you, no, don't sound like you don't believe to me. No, you can put yourself in check. You can hold your own self accountable by asking one simple question. If I say, yes, I believe that I can um, do a webinar and have, uh, and have my webinar content and presentation ready within two weeks, well, the proof in the pudding is always going to be, well, it's action. I can look at my calendar and see that I have, I've outlined it and I have written in the time slots the different things that have to get done in order for that to take place. So I see that I'm getting ready to take action or I have already taken action. That is the proof to you that your belief is in place. Whenever you are procrastinating, whenever you are not uh, doing what you're supposed to be doing as the leader and, and CEO of your company, I can tell you, you better put yourself in check and go back to your belief level because something is awry and you, girlfriend, have got to figure out what it is, right? Oh, absolutely. 12.36 after the hour. Don't click off that phone. Don't click off that screen. We've got much more to come in Successful Woman Radio. So, so excited about that. Hey, hey, uh, of course, our theme all this month is worthy, embracing the power within. You have the power to be a wildly successful businesswoman, both mentally and financially. But you must do one important thing. You must believe that you are worthy. This month on the show, all through the month, every Monday, and even through our I Am Worthy Challenge, I am going to be sharing ways with you to embrace your power within, tapping into your visions and bringing them to the forefront so you can write them down, set goals, and manifest them. Now, if you're listening to the show and you are not in the I Am Worthy Challenge, why not? Come on, join us. There's still time. If you're interested, go to womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net. Right there on the home page, we've got the I Am Worthy information. Just click Read More, and it will take you directly to the page where you can scroll down to the bottom and get yourself registered. This is such a good challenge, and trust me, you guys, I am putting my all in it because it means so much for me to share with you the techniques that I use that are really helping me to take myself, my life, my business to the next level. And, and so many wonderful things are happening for me because of the techniques I'm using, the structure that I'm allowing myself to have. And so I'm sharing with you this same pattern. So in the I Am Worthy Challenge, you're automatically going to be receiving daily audio motivational calls. You're going to get the workbook and the journal. You're going to get access to our I Am Worthy Challenge private Facebook group. Um, there are so many resources and different things I'm going to be sharing with you this week. And so you need to get on the train, the success train in the I Am Worthy Challenge, because it's more than a challenge. And many of you are going to have breakthroughs and some serious aha moments this week. So again, to get yourself registered, go to womenaboutbiz.net, 
right? Go to womenaboutbiz.net, and then right there on the front page, you're going to see the I Am Worthy banner. Just click read more in the description. It'll take you to the registration page. Scroll to the bottom, fill that in, and then you can go directly to Facebook and look up I Am Worthy Challenge, and it'll take you to the group and request access, okay? That's all you've got to do, and you are in there, and there's so much already in the group. Go take a look at it, okay? Um, I want to go ahead, and I want to read for you an excerpt from our book club, Book of the Month, The Motivation Manifesto. Ooh, I have to take some water, drink, get myself moisturized. I've got so much energy coming out today. Okay, so on page 57, we're going to start with sparking motivation. Okay, and again, for those of you that haven't picked up your copy of the Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power by Brendan Burchard. This is such a good book. I love it. And I have been going back and forth and reading uh, multiple passages all over again because it really inspires me. So in sparking motivation on page 57 the author says psychologically motivation is sparked by the energy created by ambition and expectancy ambition is the choice to be have do or experience something greater in our lives as soon as we want something greater for ourselves our motivation is sparked do we want a better job a better home a better marriage a better body a better life from such desires, our energies are aroused. The higher the desire, the higher the initial sense of motivation we feel. So we must go within and ask, what do I want for myself? What new goal would be meaningful to me? What am I excited about learning or giving? What great new adventure do I dream of? What grand pursuit or act of service will be satisfying to me and get me out of bed each morning? Such questions are the secret to stoking ambition and thus motivation. He says it's simple. By deeply contemplating higher aims, we energize ourselves to pursue them. There is more, he says. Many people want something better for themselves. Their ambition is alive and well, but they still do not feel motivated. Why? Because despite the hope for something more, they don't believe it can happen or they, can't, or they can make it happen. They don't believe it. They lack expectancy, a choice to believe that their dreams are possible and that they can achieve them. Imagine the aspiring actor who never auditions. She wants to be an actor but does not believe in her ability to make it happen. Consider the would-be entrepreneur who wants to start a business but never leaves his job because he doesn't believe he can make it on his own. These people learn a tough life truth. Desire without belief in self is ultimately deflating. Often when motivating I'm sorry, often when motivation is lacking, we don't truly expect that we will realize our aim. And if we don't believe it, we know we cannot achieve it. So we won't even try. In this way, expectancy is the great differentiator between mere hope and motivation. When we find ourselves hopeful but not motivated, we need to add a little more faith to the mix to tell ourselves, I expect that it will happen no matter what because I have faith in myself to learn and grow and day by day make things happen. I will make my dreams a reality over time because I trust my ability to learn, to work, to ask for help, to persist. He says, with these expectations, our minds begin to form the beliefs and behaviors needed to make our ambitions a reality. 
So let us focus our minds on seeing our dreams come true and on seeing ourselves make it happen. Let us sit down tonight and think of what more would bring joy and fulfillment into our lives. Let us journal about it and dream about it. Let us imagine ourselves doing great things with boldness and fire and commitment. This visualization and internalization, a process of weaving it deep into our psyche and the fabric of our being, this is the process of sparking our motivation. And I I just want to say, this was read prior before on the show, but I wanted to go back and read Sparking Motivation because motivation is everything. You know, you hear some experts out there saying now that um, positive thinking Positive motivation, reinforcement of motivation is, you know, it doesn't do anything for anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. That is hogwash, okay? And I consider that a dream stiller. I consider that as somebody trying to leverage your power and take it away from you. Don't you believe it, lady? Don't you believe it, girl? Positive motivation, reinforcing positive thoughts into your mind is a huge factor in your belief system and a huge factor in your success. Just think about it. If you don't put positivity, if you don't put words of of kindness and goodness and, and action into your mindset, if you don't motivate your own self, if you don't have self-motivation, well, what the heck is going to go into your mind, right? So you have to be very, very careful. So I want you ladies to think about one thing as you look at motivating yourself and getting yourself to do things. I want you to think about this. I want you to understand that you can get motivated by a lot of other people out there to do things, but those people are not always going to be there in front of you. Yeah, you can always push your tape. Yeah, you can always listen to an audio. I love motivational audios. But there is nothing more powerful, and you better listen to me, there is nothing more powerful than self-motivation, creating your own custom affirmations and, and being the first person to tap into your mind and prepare your mindset for greatness every single day. There's nothing more powerful. Anthony Robbins calls it tapping into your own personal power. And there really is an energy source. There really is a power that you actually control. But first, you have to know how to control it, right? It's like riding a bicycle or a tricycle for the first time. You're falling all over the place, but eventually you get it and it becomes like second nature to you. And that is the way your power, your energy force, your worth has to become for you. It has to become like second nature. So what I want to do at this time is first of all, I want to go ahead and I want us to repeat the I am worthy affirmation. Again, I want us to repeat the I am worthy affirmation, right? Um, Because this affirmation, I've shared it with those who are in the challenge and I've shared it with those of you who are listening to the radio show this month. This affirmation is designed to help you uh, claim and declare uh, your worth. 
It is designed to embed into your subconscious mind. And the more you say it, the diff- more different you're going to start saying it. And the more you're going to believe it. And trust me, these are indeed words of positivity and words of truth. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worthy of love, peace, and abundance, success, and wealth. Starting right now, I will have in my worth, believe in my worth, act on my worth, charge what I am worth, right? Oh, absolutely. Receive it. Believe it. Take action on it and say it as often as you need to. Of course, if you are in the I Am Worthy Challenge, you can find a really nice graphic representation of the I Am Worthy Challenge right there in the group file. So you can go ahead and download that, okay? But the I Am Worthy affirmation is there for you to claim your worth, for you to actually know that you are indeed a queen of your own empire and you are worthy of everything you desire. You know what I like? I like the fact that God says to ask him for whatever your heart desires. If it's of goodness, if it's of, of worth, of, of value, he is going to grant it. It is yours. You, all you have to do is reach out and take it. And, and what you need to remember, especially for those of you who are businesswomen, is that while we have others working in the same industry, the same field, as we are working some, the very exact type of business, At the end of the day, the one thing, the one competitive edge that you have over everyone else is you. Nobody else can be you. And there are going to be hundreds, thousands, and yes, even millions of people that you can attract to yourself if you pull yourself and bring yourself to authenticity right? To be yourself, be real. Don't try to mimic and mock what everybody else is doing. Just be real. And you're going to pull all those people that God has in store who are supposed to be attracted to what you have to offer. You're going to pull all of those people to you. You're going to start attracting all those people to you because you believe. You believe and it's what you want and it's what you desire from your heart and and what you have purposed for yourself. And so again, is very, very key. This is why that mental power, this is why you've got to be the first person to tap into your mindset and prepare your mind for greatness every day. Just think, it's, you know, we could be walking out of the house every day and we haven't even prepared our mind for greatness, right? And so you have to do that. So as we move right on into reclaiming, Reclaiming your worth, I want to talk to you and share with you what that actually means. Reclaiming your worth is all about pushing the reset button and ensuring that you're the first person to tap into your mindset each morning. Listen, ladies, listen up really close now. Your mental energy, knowledge, and ideas, and even your visions can be impacted every single day by your environment, by people, by experiences. I don't think that most people understand that, just how much your power can be drained away from you. But here's a quick test, right? Think back on when you have had a day that things just kept happening all day long, not in your favor. They were just, they were just rolling like thunder, right? You know, first 
one thing happened, then another thing happened, and by the end of the day, you felt mentally and physically completely drained. As a matter of fact, you could probably go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and you saw little puffs up under your eyes, and you just weren't feeling very well, right? Well, that is your power, your inner power, and your worth being drained from you, right? So much so until that very next day, if you wake up and you still don't prepare your mind for greatness, guess what happens? Something, you you now have been drained, and so you are attracting the wrong things to you, and so now something else draining will happen. And I'm telling you, if you allow it to happen throughout the week, by the end of the week, you're so drained that you haven't even thought about any of your to-do items, any of the things that you need to get done. You're totally off target. You you find yourself short patient, short wired. All of these things can be happening. Have you felt that before? I know I have. And I know many of, of the business women that I associate with and my clients, they all have shared with me that it happens to them. So each and every day, again, you must be the first person, and I mean the first, to input words of declaration, positivity, and motivation into your mindset. This will help you to set the foundation and prepare you to deal with challenges and obstacles that may come your way. When I prepare my mind for greatness, which is most of the time, I have seen myself allow challenges and obstacles to roll down my back or not even winch at them, not even have any type of emotion about them because it's like, you know what, big deal. I'll just do it this way or I'll just do it that way because my mind is prepared. My mind is prepared. And I wake up in the morning looking in the mirror saying, hello, queen. Oh, yes, baby, I'm the queen of my empire. What about you? Are you the queen of your empire? I'm telling you, we better stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and start paying attention to ourselves, start living on the street of real, the street of authenticity, and start preparing ourselves in a way that we are able to be competitive and nobody else can be us. Nobody else can be us. That's what's so beautiful. I think about being a woman of worth is that when you know you got it, you have it. And for those of you who are still working on some things, you're still working on getting yourself to that level of worth that you need to, it's okay, girl. It's okay. So listen up. I want you guys to know, do this. If you feel that you need someone to talk to, someone to hold your hand and say, hey, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to give you some ideas. Then schedule a power talk with me, right? A power talk is a 30 to 45-minute coaching session. At no cost, it's $125 value, no cost to you, where we actually come up with ways and ideas to monetize your business, deal with challenges and obstacles, Figure out how to increase your worth value. Do those things that are going to help you to feel good about yourself and be successful, right? And so for those people that have had it, you know I'm the real deal. I give you, I give you the real thing. I give you those resources. I give you those ideas because I know what it's like to not have someone that you can talk with and not have someone that can provide you with the real resources that you need to get moving. And so, again, if you have not had a power talk, because each business woman gets one free power talk per year from Women About Biz, then go ahead and get your power talk scheduled. To do so, go visit Women About Biz. That's B-I-Z as in zebra.net. And then right there on the home screen, um, just scroll down a little bit in the 
minutes section and you'll see uh, how to schedule your Power Talk session. It is 12.55. We only have a few minutes before the show is over. So what I want to do is I want to go ahead and give you some more ways to reclaim your worth, right? Okay, so the first thing is I want you to change your self-talk. We have got to change our self-talk. I, I, I'm telling you, I've talked with people every day um, in this last few weeks, and I mean, really, I'm hearing some crazy words, right, or some crazy phrases, right? Um, and the big thing about it is that they don't even realize that it's negative talk. But what you've got to do is that you've got to start developing a habit of talking uh, positive with your children and with anybody and everybody that you talk with, right? That's very, very key. So you've got to increase your self-talk and improve the way you talk to yourself. You've got to start building up positive words and positive phrases. So very, very important, right? The next thing is you've got to start putting yourself first because this is how you reclaim your worth. You can't say yes to every good thing. you got to get in front of the mirror and start practicing how to say no. No, I'm so sorry. I'm not able to do that. No, girl, I, you know what? I know we're best friends and everything, but at this time, uh, I am pushed to my limit. I'm just not able to help you. So sorry. Um, oh, I am so sorry. I'm not able to collaborate with you on this. It sounds so beautiful, so wonderful. But right now, it does not align with my goals and what I'm trying to get done. However, if I know of anyone that I think it will align with, I'm definitely going to push them your way. In the meantime, you know I love you. Much success to you, right? This is what's so very, very important for you to be doing. And then the other thing you've got to realize, and this is a huge one in reclaiming your worth. And, you know, I heard Will Smith and Jada Pinkett talk about this on the red table, uh, and it was so true. They were talking about it from a perspective of marriage, but I want to talk to it about it as far as a perspective from being an individual. And that is no one else can make you happy. Stop thinking something or someone can make you happy. The only person responsible for your happiness, the only person that can change your mood is you. And in order for you to do it, you have to be healed from the inside. You have to you have to have a high level of self-worth. You have to have structure. You have to have clarity. You have to know who you are. And you have to be authentic and, and be truthful with your own self. That's what's going to create the happiness within you. Another thing is that in order to reclaim your worth, you've got to be proud of who you are right now and be willing to change to help yourself to be better, right? That's very, very key. The next thing about self-worth is that if you're going to be the queen of your empire, if you're going to be a successful businesswoman or to have a successful career, listen up. You know, you've got to get over the fact that you've got to work hard for it, right? You've got to get over that fact. I know there's a lot of people playing on that phrase, work hard, but yes, you do. You have to work hard for it, but you have to be structured and you have to set some boundaries, right? And then, of course, in order to claim your worth, you're going to have to have energy. And so you've got to be able to drink plenty of water to replenish those oxygenated cells. And you've got to be willing to exercise and get yourself to the right weight. You've got to be willing to look and feel good, right? And in order to do that, it's all about your health and your wellness. You've got to be concerned and watch what you're eating, eat more greens, eat more vegetables, less carbs, less bad carbs, right? And you've got to eat 
um, fresh and healthy protein, which is so very, very important. So I hope that all of these things are helping you and that you're so willing and you're so ready to reclaim your worth every single day. Remember, you're the queen of your empire, right? Let no one or nothing take it away from you. Dare, dare to be a woman of worth. Claim it. Receive it. Believe it. Take care, everybody. This is the end of the show. Have a productive and an abundant week. I love you. Take care.